He's not good. I don't think he's good. There's no reason, like, you're a five-star, and you go to Clemson, and then you get ran out by a freshman, a true freshman. Yeah, he's a five-star, though. Okay. For sure, but you're a five-star. Wasn't he, like, the number one? He's the number one pocket. I think he's the number overall QB. He was the number one overall QB, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 54 Yards, Episode 2, Season 2. Um, today, I'm with Carlos Mojica, co-owner, co-founder of Repinated Media. I'm Cam Theory. If you guys know who we are, but on this, today's episode, we got a lot to unpack. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you guys check this video out over at Opinionated Sports. If you like UFC, Carlos and Albert just covered uh, the last fight, UFC 291, uh, double knockout on the channel. So if you guys like that, go check that out. But um, without further ado, we're going to jump it off. Um, some cool stuff happened this last weekend and this week. Um, we got some news uh, really in the Pac-12 um, yeah, it's all Pac-12. Really all Pac-12. And also, the, kind of this episode, we're kind of going to, like, break the Pac-12 down. So we're going to, like, jump into each conference until the season starts. Last week was kind of the Big 12. We kind of just touched over that. So this week we decided to do the Pac-12 and um, going to break it down all the way leading up to week zero. But we're going to jump it off the news. Uh, Dan Lanning signed a, an extension through 2028 for $4.6 million this year. Or seven or four point six million a year, but seven million this year. So mm-hmm. Oregon locks up their their coach of the future. Um, not too sure what Oregon's going to do uh, conference wise, but how do you feel about like him getting secured? When I first saw that, I was like, "Damn, twenty twenty eight. But I was like, "Oh wait, we're in twenty twenty four already." No, for <laughs> I real. I was like, "That's a lot, yeah. the longest time." For but I was real. like, "Oh wait, we're in twenty twenty four. I like it. I mean, he's proved to like. To do good, so I mean, yeah. I like it. And well, last um, year was his first year, remember? Yeah, last yeah. year was his first year. I think it will be interesting to see what happens after Bonix leaves. But I think Bonix helped him out a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they helped each other out a lot, mm-hmm. um, really, because I think Bonix fit better than, in that offense than mm-hmm. he did when he was at um, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I liked it. I was I wasn't mad at it. It it it's weird though because nowadays you kind of see coaches get raises early or extensions mm-hmm. early when it's kind of still hard to justify just because it's been it was one year cuz even what Michigan State's coach got a got a uh, big Mel ass Tucker and yeah, now, he got a big ass uh, raise when he after his first good season yeah now i mean last year they weren't good at all no so they weren't good like, at all so it's just like that I'm not saying it's going to happen with Oregon cuz i think they'll be fine but it it can happen I, and it's just it's it's for me it's just hard paying coaches early but i see why they did it i mean he's he should have another great season this yeah. year. I don't think they'll win. Um, I think USC is going to win, mm-hmm. but they should have a great season this year. Um, and I think he has a larger buyout. It's like twenty million or something like mm-hmm. that. And I think he wanted to do that because uh, he wanted to like stay there because it's like that's a lot of money, twenty million just to exactly pay out. And the Pac-12 is loaded. I mean, not like they don't have money, but yeah, you know, yeah, like we were talking about off camera, like Phil Knight can just cut a check if he needs to. Like, yeah. realistically, like. Dude, I'm mad. They signed me out of my accounts. But anyways, yeah, Phil Knight can cut a check realistically if they need him to um, to kind of, you know, supplement whatever money Oregon feels like they don't have. And kind of going in from there, Colorado just left the Pac-12 and they're joining the Big 12 starting immediately 
it's 2024 and like obviously we're gonna be in 2023 like i'm super excited for this year but my mind can't just help to not think about Next 2024 because yeah. there's so much going on like the with expansion, us moving, the playoff, playoff expansion moving, they're moving and then like yeah there's going to be probably teams to follow like greg your mac who's the commissioner of the big 12 said he looks to add at least one more team but i could see him adding like he's gonna add three, like two or three, three. yeah two I or think, three yeah. i think he's gonna do two or three yeah so. um it's gonna be weird because it's like are these conferences gonna stay the same like mm -hmm. is pac-12 gonna be a thing everybody's leaving yeah everybody's leaving and then we we're talking off camera like some of the people they thought about bringing in or like smu san diego state who those programs, I could see big markets, like, go to the Power Five. They could do well. But then you got, like, Boise like, State, Colorado State. just trying State. to, like, see you San know. Diego State play. No. No. No one's trying to see, like, SMU play. They're good, but no one's just trying to see mm -hmm. them play. I don't think anybody on the West Coast. Especially in the West well, Coast. Well, it's just kind of hard, though, because, I mean, I could be wrong. But I feel like am I favorite for, like, thinking, like, West Coast college sports isn't, like, a big thing. No, you're not, because, I mean, just taking it back to when I played at Fort Lewis in Colorado, like, it's not the West Coast, but Four Corners area is pretty close, and they kind of share the same culture, and there's just so much to do out there on the West Coast. Obviously, USC, UCLA haven't been as good in, the, in a long time. I feel like football is taken pretty seriously in, like, the North Pacific West, like Oregon, Washington, like, those teams are always good. They've been good. Both teams have made the playoff since the playoff started. So maybe up there, but I feel like California. But just like a West Coast in general? Just West Coast in general. Then you got like Utah okay, who's I, been good. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Because it's like nobody's going to want to watch like those teams play. But even then, like nobody really watches Pac-12 football unless it's like the USC's or the Oregon, like the big names. The exactly. Big the big brands. Like yeah. the Cal the LA teams and then obviously and then Washington, Oregon. And then you'll occasionally like – when Stanford was good, you, we were watching them, like McCaffrey, and even with Andrew Luck, like we'd watch them. Then you would have, uh, you just have like some one oddball team. Utah now is like the, the team that's like people are watching. Mm -hmm. If you like football, but I feel like just on the West Coast, I feel like the demographic of people watching football on the West Coast aren't even from the West Coast. I think it's just like people like us that live in other states but like college football, and we just stay up and watch Pac-12 after dark because it's entertaining, and there's like good teams over there. But like you said, I mean. The people, they're just, they're just so much for other stuff for them to do. I feel like they're just not like in the South, like it's football or nothing. You know, yeah. like people like work their whole lives to like make them enough money to like get season tickets for like SEC games. Like that's like what people like. That's all people care about. They don't care about anything else besides like making all the home games and stuff down the South. And then like if you're Colorado, like you would want to leave because, for one, if you know all these big teams are leaving already. Why why would you want to stay when you have nothing to really, like, show for your records or anything? Because it's like, that's important. Because if Dion does stay there and, like, just say they do go undefeated, but, like, no good teams are there, it's hard to take them serious when, he, when, when it comes to those talks. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why would you not go to a better conference where there's still going to be good teams mm -hmm. and compete there? Mm -hmm. So it, it it makes sense on why they did it. It was random. I didn't. I just. I did not see yeah, that happening. Yeah. I mean, Dion talked about it. He. I think. Then the, it made me wonder about Jalen. Like, did he know that was going to happen? And that was like maybe. A, and that was like another reason why so he, he like, can like play both years and then like yeah. his family can come to these Texas games. Yeah. yeah maybe I don't know. Um, he might have known something. Because I mean, if you've been keeping up with college football, you've kind of known this has been in the works. But Dion even talked about it like. He's he lived in Dallas. He played for the Cowboys. He has a big footprint in the Dallas area just because he who he is. Obviously, he has a big footprint nationally, but specifically in Dallas, he coached in the Dallas you know youth leagues in high school. So 
this is a win for Colorado. Like you're going to a conference who's going to have their stability. They're going to have the money coming in. And also now Dion can just be like, Hey, look, we're going to play, you know, three, four teams a year in Texas, in the state of Texas. Like he's going to be able to get some more Texas guys to go to Colorado. Cause they'll be like, yeah, I might be going out of state, but I still get to play like back home and whatnot. So it's a win for him and win for Colorado. And, it's just making the Pac-12 looking more and more. Because you have what unlikely Tech, Baylor, Tech, Baylor, Houston, Houston, uh, TCU, TCU. I mean Tech, Baylor, Tech, Baylor, TCU. Those three alone, mm-hmm. those are better than Our, majority of the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, especially like on the upside. Like obviously TCU just went to the Natty. Tech is predicted predicted to be good this year. Um, Baylor has been good in the you know in the past, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a good upside. I mean, the conference, I think, gets better with this because obviously they added those group of five teams, but they're adding a team that was good in the Big 12. Colorado, historically, like, they were competing for Big 12 titles. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good because obviously we look at this uh, tweet we both have pulled up. Since Colorado went to the Pac-12, they literally are only 500 with two teams. Every other team they played or have played, they have, like, That's losing records, smoke. and it's bad. Like, they're oh, they've never beat USC. 0-11, beat Oregon once. Like beat Washington twice. Like these are the top dogs in the Against conference. Arizona, they're four and eight. Which Utah, two and ten. Like, yeah, they, Arizona, they're four and eight. Arizona State, three and eight. And those are two teams that are not that good. are not that good. Even against Cal, like they're yeah. three and four. Like, Stanford's three and three. Which Washington. it's weird because like Stanford's a better team than those, and you're three and three with them. Mm-hmm. And Oregon State, yeah. I feel like is better than both those teams, mm-hmm. and you're four and four with them. Yeah, and you're two and ten against Utah, which yeah. Utah just recently got. Like yeah, they've been good. they've always they've been, been like pretty decent, good. but like they've just been. But like, now that now they're like, you look at Utah and you're like, oh like, yeah, like they're good. You know yeah. they're going to be good. Washington State two and five. They've always been good though. Yeah, Cal three and four. Cal hasn't uh, been good in forever. Oregon one and eight. Washington two and eight. UCLA three and nine. USC zero and eleven. And like USC hasn't even really been good. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. they've been they've had years where they've like, kind of like Texas. Like they've had years where they've like been like been back but then like they kind of like go back to where they were mm-hmm. so i mean right there that kind of shows you for pat for colorado it's like yeah let's just leave while we can and you know secure our spot um honestly f- or another quick t- note former tennessee coach jeremy Pruitt gets hired as a pe teacher <laughs> i mean i just sent this to carlos and i was just like bruh like this is a guy who do you remember when uh josh Dobbs threw that that hail mary <laughs> against mm-hmm. georgia and he like went on the ground and started crying like this is a guy who coached at Tennessee SEC, but had a bunch of violations of recruiting NCAA. So it's going to be hard for him to get a job. But the fact it's like he got hired as a PE teacher, it's like you like have money. A head like coaching why job? would you go like do that? Well, not know? I mean, yeah, not even do that. But like you're the PE teacher, not even like the head football mm-hmm. coach, mm-hmm. You're the PE teacher. <laughs> like you couldn't like go to like a a, a junior college. You don't mm-hmm. have like. What? Some, even, somewhere. Even just, yeah, like you said, just coaching high school in general, like, but PE teacher, it's like, for what? Like, I would just. Like, you, if you go to at least coach at a high school, go to like a, a, a IGM or, mm-hmm. or IMG. IMG. Um, or a, the other one in Vegas. Uh, Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman. Or a Texas school. Uh, Texas, like something, mm-hmm. like a big school somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you're proven if you're coaching in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, why would you not go somewhere where you can coach unless something's just going on with him and mm-hmm. he just can't do it anymore. Like he just embarrassed of all the violations. So he doesn't even want to coach football. I don't know, but I just felt like you could have at least gone somewhere mm-hmm. and coached. I agree. 
I agree. And it's tough to see, like, you obviously don't want a coach like that to, you know, be there in that situation. But then again, it's just like he made his decisions when he was coaching and, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Kind of, you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, we just thought that was funny. We just thought I'm we should mention that. I'm going to say that I'm sure every coach has done some stuff. You know? He just <laughs> oh, got for caught. for sure. For sure. Harbaugh also will be suspended for the for first four, first four, four games. games. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? It was just recruiting violation. Yes, yeah, right? recruiting violation. It wasn't even really the recruiting violation. It was more so that he like lied to the NCAA. Like if he was honest, like he probably would be fine. But like the fact that he lied and they caught him, they're like, oh well, we're gonna suspend you. You know, so it is what it is with them. But um Random. How long do you think he's gonna last? How long do we think he's gonna last? How long do you Very- how long do you think? Oh we you uh, I think he's fine. I mean, he's. Do you just, think he'll stay there? Like, because he has like a what, like a lifetime contract. Or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. I mean, obviously his his uh, he he was known to not be able to beat Ohio State, but he's beat them the last two years. And honestly, last year, like they kind of handled them in yeah. the second half. Um, they're recruiting at a really good uh, pace. Um, they went to the playoffs. Obviously, they lost to Georgia and got smacked the first time they went, but they still made it. And then last year. They honestly, to be honest, like they should have beat TCU. They kind of just sold the game. Like, I mean, they were down in the red zone a bunch of times, fumbling the ball. Both those teams. Yeah. So it's Ohio like, State should have beat. Georgia. Yeah, should have beat Georgia. So yeah. it's like, I think he's fine. I think the fact that he beat Ohio State is like good now. Like he's starting to beat Ohio State and put some pressure on Ryan Day to beat him now. Um, but as long as he's you know you know competing for the Big Ten, making the playoffs, and now with the expanded playoff, it's like teams are gonna like in, they should be making it every year. Ohio State and Michigan. It's. In Michigan this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they played. Uh, that's you know, good for him. Yeah, and that's and and that could be scary for Ryan Day because it's like he has to play C.J. Stroud and they got to go on the road this year. Like he could be losing his third game to Michigan. Do they still not know their quarterback, or is it? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, K- the K- or Kelly McCord. I think that's his name. Yeah, it's the yeah. white boy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a five star. And obviously, like I have faith in Ryan Day. Whoever he has at QB, I think will do fine, especially because of who he has the offensive coach, and then. We already know about Ohio State and Brian Hartline. Like wide receiver, you those receivers are ridiculous. So I mean, it's not like he's he not going to have best someone receivers that the, exactly in, in college football. In college football, and then like he has the number one, the number one receiver from last year committed there, and then they have like another five star committed mm-hmm. there, and then they got like the number one receiver currently committed committed there. There, so it's like they're going to have playmakers. It's going to be more so just. But just because you have playmakers though doesn't necessarily mean the job's going to get done. Mm-hmm. That's true. We've seen that before. That's true. That's true. I just have faith in Ryan Day just for who he is as a coach, you know. Like, I think he's always proven that he can get good offenses to go and flow, and um, he's going to do well. So, his name's Kyle McCord. That's the QB that's projected to start. Um, but, yeah, uh, kind of moving into some uh, Texas, Texas-Oklahoma Texas segment. Um, we kind of touched on them last episode, uh, more of a deeper dive. But on this episode, we're going to kind of keep it straightforward until the season starts. Um, we're going to talk about – you know, we're going to predict our team's MVPs, the most improved player, and then a, a standout freshman. And then we're going to talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of both the teams. But I'll let you go first with Texas. Um, I think my MVP and my most improved uh, is going to be the same player. Okay. And who do you think that is? Uh, it's going to be Quinn. Exactly. Okay. Um, I think our season lives and dies by him. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think him getting... Not a full season, but a full season. I mean, under 10, his game, belt. Yeah, 10, 10 games, games is a yeah, lot. It's a lot. Um, 
under his belt and then having games. just more yeah. camaraderie with the team, uh, getting a whole summer to work yeah. um, and spring, fall, everything to mm-hmm. work with like mm-hmm. your current people. Watched uh, the film of the games last year. Yeah, I think him and him and um, uh, Xavier getting on the same page together. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think my most improved and then my most um, and my MVP is going to be going to be Quinn. Okay. Um, I, 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 th- I think we live and die by him. Uh, okay. It's been I don't know. It, it's different because he's a head coach, but it's been shown like. Like they came out with the stat, everybody's second year under Sark, mm-hmm. they've improved drastically. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens this year. What do, like, what do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to do well. Um, I really do. I think y'all's offense is going to be very hard to stop. I just think y'all are going to take a step back defensively, and I think y'all be in like more shootouts. Um, I don't think our defense is gonna. I, I really think. I, I generally think our defense is gonna be fine because we said the same thing last year, though. Yeah, but y'all because have no D line really. Like y'all, we like, weren't supposed to have a D line last year, and we did. Yeah, but y'all, y'all, you don't. Gary Patterson, like he is such a big factor of that, yeah. and like y'all secondary is kind of kind of spotty. Um, I don't think. Like I'm saying, I'm not, I don't think it's gonna be bad. I just don't think it's gonna be like. Like I think it's gonna be like average. Like, uh, maybe above average. Like, you're going to have spurts where it's, like, good, but then you're going to have spurts where you're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I think with y'all's offense, I think y'all's offense is going to be ridiculous, ridiculously hard to stop. But then again, with Sark, it's like we've seen him have great offenses in the first, in half. The first half, but it's like the second half, he lets teams come back. Because y'all get a – literally, y'all, we've seen it last year. Y'all got leads on teams like mm-hmm. K-State, Oklahoma State – uh, other teams, and then the teams Tech. start coming back because y'all either decide to not run the football, which y'all should have ran it last year when you had like who you had at running back, or you just it's just hard, man. Because the know? same thing, I mean, off topic, it was the same thing with the Cowboys. It's like you know, he's gonna get the ball, yeah. Same thing with Zeke, like you knew he was gonna get the ball, mm-hmm. so it's like, why would you just not stack it, yeah? But it's just like there was times where I was just like, bro, why are they because like so I feel like even if you do run it, uh huh. They stack, you're gonna lose a yard or two yards. Then you're probably gonna throw it. But if you do mm-hmm. run it, you gain a yard or two yards, and you're in a three and long. Then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, now we're in a three and out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it just yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think y'all are gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, I just think, like you said, it lives and dies by him. But then again, I also feel like not saying he's gonna have like a short leash, but I feel like the Texas fans, if he does play like kind of bad, will get impatient just because y'all have a uh, yeah, because y'all have Malik. And I'm not. I don't think Archer played, but like, still, even the, even. Speaking of which, sorry, did you see his card? Yeah, it was sold for hundred thousand, thirty thousand, or whatever. I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro. I'm like, all right, you better hope he's good. Cause, for real, that's what I said. Like, um, hey. anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, the, my MVP and my most improved gonna be the same player. It's gonna be Quinn. Okay. Uh, my standout freshman is gonna be the one you love to hate, the boy Jonte Cook. Shout I think Jonte. he's gonna. I think he's gonna get um, a lot of uh, quiet. PT, yeah, um, sure. and I think he's gonna make a difference. He's fast, he's mm-hmm. talented, run great routes, has mm-hmm. great hands. I think he's just gonna be a guy that once he get like early, he's gonna get in a lot, and then obviously later down the line, people are gonna get film on him. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think he's gonna have a big impact. Um, yeah, and y'all on our s- team because it's like you have all these other people. Um, it's like, damn, who do I cover? Mm-hmm. And then once he comes in, I don't know. I think he just frees up a lot, and then it's either. He's gonna be free, or it's gonna be free. Yeah. And I think majority of the time it's gonna be him. He's fast and he's good. Y'all have so many. Y'all have so many like receivers too. It's like he's gonna get open, or he's gonna be schemed open, or people are gonna forget about him. And like you yeah. said, he might not be like 
the like consistent receiver in, but he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna get skinned up like a lot of deep balls. Yes. Type type of receiver. Yeah. So I think him and Xavier will probably, yeah, have some stuff together. But yeah, he's gonna be my standout freshman. Okay. For me, um, my my uh, MVP, most improved and standout freshman for Oklahoma. Um, most improved. Oh, sorry, ahead, sorry to cut you off. Oh, strength yeah. offense, weakness defense. Oh, yeah, defense. sorry about that. We totally forgot. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. forgot to be yeah. I mean, that, obviously, our strengths, I mean, our offense, and it's mm-hmm. going to make our defense look weak, but strength, yeah. offense, weakness is going to be the defense, okay. specifically the D-line probably. Okay. Um, actually, no, probably specifically our DBs. Yeah. You lost some, like, Jameson. Yeah. And actually yeah. our DBs. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I'm thinking, predicting our, our MVP, most improved and standout freshman, MVP – I think it's going to be a running back. I think mm. it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be Gavin Sawchuk. Um, Oklahoma, we have a deep-ass running back group, and then obviously we just had Taylor Tatum commit. Hopefully we get Kenan Durham. If we don't, it's fine. But the running back room is, is stacked. I think uh, with the way Levy schemes his offense, we're able to hit, like, holes, like big have big creases, big holes in the running game. And Gavin Sawchuk, first time really seeing him play against Florida State with uh, the second unit offensive line for Oklahoma – tore them up. I mean, him and Gavin Barnes both tore them up, but I think he had like 130. Um, he's one of the fast players in the country. I think he has like the national indoor 60 meter record. Um, he put on size throughout his freshman year. That's kind of why he didn't play early, but he like looks the part now. Um, and I think with him and Gavin Barnes, uh, two headed monster, I think uh, Sawchuck will emerge as like the lead back and just think his speed and is a difference maker on the field. I just think he'll be a game changer. So I think he'll be our MVP. Um, I think We'll have two thousand yard rushers, but I think he'll really like open up our offense. Is this? I feel like uh, this is the first year in a while where y'all have like really a deep, well, not deep committee, but this is the first time yeah. y'all really do like a committee committee running back. Yeah, because I mean, normally it's like, I mean, we've had typically K- have like one two and like Kennedy. Good, bro- yeah, like this year it's gonna be like three, like three or four. Or four. Yeah, yeah, because I think some of the freshmen will, will play like like Dalen Smothers and like. Uh, trying to think who else is over there. We still have Marcus Major, so, like, I think we'll rotate more guys, Tyree Walker, but um, normally, like you said, it's, like, one-two punch. Like, it was, like, Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, and then, like, before that, it was, like, Trey Sermon, Rodney Anderson, or, like, Joe Mixon, Samaje. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think I think he's going to be our MVP. Uh, most improved, I'm going to say Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he's very good when he is on. But I think last year he was kind of limited offensively due to just obviously we saw what happened when he got hurt. So I think Levy decided to not run him as much, and I think we need to run him more. I mean, we saw like him against Nebraska and then other games. He has he's very like he's a, a much better athlete than I thought he was. Um, but I think now since you have Jackson as the backup, you can take more risk with him and run run him more. Not a lot. I would probably run him like five times a game max to keep the defense honest, but. I think uh, that'll unleash uh, him more offensively. And I also just think he needs to just be more consistent hitting the intermediate passes. Uh, he always can hit the deep shots. He can always hit the quick game stuff. But I think for Oklahoma and our offense to be even more dynamic, he needs to be able to hit those, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 minute, uh, 20 yard routes consistently. But I think uh, he'll improve. He's been in Levy's system for like three or four years now. This is his second year with Oklahoma, so he's going to be more comfortable just in general there. And knowing the expectations at Oklahoma, like coming from UCF, not saying UCF is bad, but it's not Oklahoma. So the expectations playing at a school like Oklahoma are huge and high, and I think he'll he'll uh, be more settled. And then 
Um, standout freshman, I'm going to go with uh, – this one's tough for me because I've heard, you know, things about Jaquez Petaway at receiver, but I'm going to go with Peyton Bowen um, just because I've seen what he can do. Uh, he uh, very, very – I think he'll work his way into the starting lineup at some point. I don't know, like, how they're going to do – the defense, we just have so many pieces and the way Brent like plays his defense, it's more so just like by personnel. Like he he tries to basically have like five to six packages of like defensive eleven, like basically the best eleven for whoever he's playing or like their situations. But I could see like Payton Bowen playing the cheetah position and like coverage, which is like a nickel. I could see him playing safety at times. But yeah, I think he's gonna be a standout. He also can return kicks really well really well. Um He's dangerous as a kick returner, like he's uh, fast. very fast, very athletic. So I think he's going to get the ball a lot on that. And I think even I could even see him maybe playing a little offense, not a lot, but like maybe like some packages here and there. But I think he's going to be he's going to make plays. I mean, the pick he had in the spring game, I haven't seen a DB like that from Oklahoma make a play on a ball like that in a long time. Like like play the ball, like turn around, like high point it, make the interception. So for me to see that. That early in his tenure, I think he's gonna, you know, be a be a very standout player for OU. Uh, strength and weaknesses for us, I think our strength is gonna be our offense as normal. I think uh, we're gonna be able to kind of do what we want. Um, I think we're gonna be able to run the ball, and I think we're gonna be able to. Ha- I think we're gonna have a really good offensive line, and I also think our defense will be a strength. I think they turned over the roster really well, so I think they're gonna be fine on that end. Now, the weaknesses for me is going to be kind of receiver. We have a lot of young guys that are talented, but we just really have, like, nobody that's, like, proven. Like, we saw, we saw Jalil Farouk last year. He's good. But besides him, it's, like, who's really the guy? And even for, like, Farouk, it's, like, is he wide receiver one? Like, I'm over here hearing, like, Gavin Freeman and Jaquez Petaway, who are young, might be wide receiver one. So until I see, like, a consistent receiver or core of receivers that I can really trust outside of Drake Stoops, really, then – to me, that's the weakness. I think they'll be fine, but I just think that's the weakness. So it'll be interesting to see how um, Dylan Gabriel turns around the season, what plays this season. Um, I mean, it's hard. Like he's shown that he can do it, but he's like you said, he's in a way different conference. Mm-hmm. And then two, there's no really true number one. Mm-hmm. Like there's people saying there's different names, so it's gonna be like. Who can I trust? So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. um, how it plays out for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, he's he, he's good. He's very it's like just, it's hard like because it's like he's good. The problem is he's not Oklahoma good. Yeah, and like that's the problem. We're, we've been spoiled <laughs> this decade. Like, well, really, just since two thousand. Like, but I would say we've always had good quarterbacks. Yeah, he's always had. He's never like yeah. I, like even I don't know, man. I just felt like even Trevor Knight, like I felt like Trevor Knight was, was better than him. And I felt like Trevor Knight's probably like I was lowered. He was, he was, Trevor Knight was definitely the worst. And then I think even like someone like Landry Jones, who played at OU forever, was like good, but he wasn't like better than any of the highs and winners, obviously. And he wasn't better than like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like he was like Landry Jones was like a, like he played forever, but he was just like, oh, he got the job done. You know what I mean? Like he, 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 he was kind of inconsistent. He was hit or miss sometimes, yeah. but. I don't know. He's just yeah. not like an Oklahoma quarterback, that, and that's what sucks. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But we're going to go into the Pac-12. We're going to break it down to conference a little bit, talk about a winner, a loser. Will a team make a playoff? And uh, we're kind of going to go through the quarterbacks uh, 
quarterback wise i think this is the best and deepest conference from a quarterback standpoint i actually dropped a video uh on our channel if you guys want to kind of see more of a over the sec yeah just from like a top to bottom like because oh, that makes sense because the sec well because no you got what tennessee you have tennessee Ole miss Ole miss has like a guy but we don't really know who's going to start. LSU, Jay Daniels. Well, even then, it's like they have a guy, but I feel like both of those guys are guys. Yeah. Spencer. Spencer just went over there, and then... Um, Jackson, the, Jackson Dart. Yeah, Dart. Then we got Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. And um, then... Uh, Georgia, I'm sure they're not going to put out a they scrub. Have, they have a five-star, but we just don't know. Yeah, Alabama, uh, I feel like they're not going to put We just a, don't know. Yeah, I feel like they... Like, I don't know. I feel like these... Yeah. They aren't going to put out scrubs. Um, who else? Uh... Kentucky has a Devin O'Leary. AM has a good State. quarterback, but their coach fucking sucks, and I hope he gets fired. <laughs> Jeez, that was sounding a little personal. Dude, um, he should have never just got that job to begin with. Yeah, he should never left Florida State, but you know. anyways. Anyways. I feel like I see, but I feel like SEC has a They have I mean they have theirs is more question marks. Like the Pac twelve is kind of like you've seen them all. And then play. like Florida, you don't know who they're gonna put out either. Florida's gonna be bad. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're probably I think they're going to be bad, but yeah. yeah, we'll talk about them next week. But uh, this conference, I mean, all these QBs I've seen play um, besides like Arizona State, UCLA, they need starters. But like, I mean, we can start off like I'll start off with Jaden Delara, like Arizona. People don't really watch Arizona play, but I mean, he put up like almost 4000 yards. Um, he's a gunslinger like he's a, he will keep you in a game because he will take shots mm-hmm. and he's a really good QB. They uh. Arizona also got like a top 50 receiver commit last year, and he was like the leading receiver as a true freshman. I forgot his name, but Arizona's starting to keep some of that talent that's in the Phoenix area. Because if you guys don't know, Phoenix is a great area for talent. Like, there's so many guys that come in there Bijan, Spencer Rattler, like out of the Arizona Pinnacle area. in Phoenix? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, and then that tight end that went to USC, Deuce, whatever, mm-hmm. that, that baseball guy. So very good, like, state for football. Christian Kirk, you know, like, they're going to have talent if they can just keep it in the state. But none of the Arizona teams have, like, proven to constantly be good. So, like, these guys go outward. But, yeah. anyways, Jaden DeLara, I think he's really good. Um, I don't know, like, how he'll help Arizona kind of elevate. But I think uh, I think he's solid. Like, he's a he's he, he's a exciting quarterback to watch. And you got Arizona State. I mean, don't really know Drew, too much about Drew Pine. I think he's a transfer. But Jaden Rashada, if you guys were watching 54 Yards last year, and keeping up with college football, he was the guy that uh, signed with Florida for like thirteen million dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that fell through, and then he went to Miami, and then that nil fell through. So he ended up finding his way at Arizona State. Um, very highly rated prospect. He wasn't a five star, but he was like he was like fringe five star, like very high four star, like low five star project or QB. But Arizona, he, reason I have him on this list is because it's just exciting. I mean, he's highly recruited, so. I think he could start. I don't know, but I just it'll think, be interesting yeah. with that team too because the way just the whole season went for them and oh, with Herm Edwards, yeah, with yeah. Herm Edwards and people like purposely like doing stuff. I don't know. It just be it'll be interesting. Well, to they see. have they have Oregon's OC from last year, mm-hmm. their head coach. So that was a good pickup for them. And he, I think he went to Arizona State, so I think he like wants them to be good. So that was a good hire for them. Like I said, Arizona State, same thing with Arizona, good football like state to be honest, but. It's more so of like keeping that talent there, and they have NIL probably because of Phoenix, like Scottsdale area. Like I bet they can. I don't know. I feel like there's just their camp. Like when we saw it, it's like yeah, their camp is just, isn't just the. It's not like appealing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you have um, Scottsdale right there, but just like 
don't know. They're just like even uh, like the mountains aren't as beautiful as like a Colorado mountains, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And it, it's I mean Arizona is just like a it's just like a it's just like ugly. It's and just like it's orange like and brown. Off season, are you gonna want to be there? Yeah, I mean maybe. Shit. And I've heard Hot some things out Scottsdale. Hot <laughs> as hell. But um, then we got Colorado. We got Shadur Sanders. Um, Dion's son, obviously. Uh, obviously, he was highly recruited in high school, but he played at the HBCU level. And no slide on the HBCU level, but it's going to be different, him going to Power 5. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't just go to a group of five. Like, he went to the Power 5 conference. So, we'll kind of just see with him. How do you feel about that? Like, with his skill or what? Well, just, like, that's his son and he's the quarterback. Uh, I think he's good, actually. Like, I mean... He's not no slouch, and he was highly recruited. Obviously, he is Dion's son, but I mean, Lane Kiffin wanted him. Like, he was about to go play for Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic, and then went to. But it's the same thing. It's like, from what we know, we obviously we haven't seen him play, but it's the same thing with uh, Manning. Like, mm-hmm. it's his last name is Manning, so it's yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna be highly recruited, but yeah, he wasn't an elite eleven. He wasn't mm-hmm. any not spark. Like, yeah, he was, it wasn't competing. That. Yeah, he wasn't competing. Yeah. So it's like. Is he only recruited high just because he's Deion Sanders' son, or is he actually good? Yeah, I mean, he was good, and he was good at the. But like you said, yeah. HBCU. But like we said, it's just like gotta gotta see. But it's not a shot, but like it's HBCU, and also Colorado. Like obviously, he flipped the roster. Like apparently, he brought in forty five players. He brought, in yeah, like days. half the yeah half yeah. their scholarship gone gone. So it's like he's gonna be you know throwing to Travis Hunter, who's gonna play both ways, and he's gonna be have he's gonna have some talent. Shout out to boy Jalen. He's going to be throwing to him. You know, and he's going to have guys out there, but we just got to see with him. It's more so uh, more so just with Colorado. Like, the team in general is this, just just a big mystery. Like, they're going to be the know. most watched team in the first For couple sure. weeks. For sure. You know. if they, if, Especially if they beat TCU. Yeah, because they play week one. They they're here. One. Like, even, and even if they don't beat them, but if the game's, like, really close, mm-hmm. like, we'll be like, okay, like, they might be for real. Because they play Oregon pretty early too, no? Yeah, they play the Oregon week four. Because yeah. that's because Dan Lanning said today he was like not really worried about Colorado leaving. I, I can't remember the last time they like made any noise in the conference. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, spicy. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Those yeah. first, I think the first four weeks. I think if they, they play Nebraska too, they play Matt they play Rule. Nebra- uh, yeah, uh, the third week. week or, yeah, week three because yeah, Nebraska like comes that. to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so be nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice game, a sleeper game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I think they'll be the most watched until probably end of week four. Yeah. Just kind of depend on what they're looking like. Yeah. But it's going to suck, though, because it's like if they lose, people are just going to talk shit because, like, the way Dion is. So, like, yeah, they're going to talk shit to him. But, like, it's hard. Uh, Bro, their schedule's me and, me crazy. And, yeah, me and – Oh, my God. I don't know. I Y'all, y'all say in the in the comments down low, but I feel like it's hard to – have a good season first year as a coach. It is. I mean, and now it's hard, like, have a good season first year as a coach bringing all these different players in. Yeah, it's more so, like, I mean, we saw it at USC. Thank God that Lincoln had Caleb. But even then, it's like, you're just bringing in guys. Like, when you – people got to realize, when these, ki- when these kids are getting recruited, they're building the classes together. They're establishing friendships in high school. Like, they're like, oh, we're going to OU. They probably all got big group chats, and they're, like, talking in there, trying to recruit other guys or flip guys. So they're already building this camaraderie. This is more so like guys that either, like, let's be honest, in the transfer portal, you either weren't playing a whole lot at the school you were or, like, you know, the situation just wasn't matching. 
there's very few instances where you leave to go to a better school or a better situation. But, and I'm not saying Dion didn't get a lot of those type of guys, but at the end of the day, he's getting a bunch of guys and he's going to have to like make it work with a bunch of guys who are all kind of going it, going there with their own, like, you know, uh, motives in yeah. a way. So, but and the breakdown their schedule too. I mean, they play at TCU. <laughs> Then they Colorado's got, week two. I mean, yeah. uh, Nebraska's week two. Yeah, so they got TCU, Nebraska. They can be 0-2 off the rip. Then hopefully they beat Colorado State. But then they got Oregon, USC. Then they go to Arizona State. Like, then we're going to keep going into the schedule because I know it's crazy. They got Stanford. Who knows? I mean, I think they'll beat them. Then they got to go to UCLA. Oregon State, who's very good from last year. Arizona, flip top of the game. Then they go to Washington State, who's pretty got a good quarterback. Then they go to Utah. Like, dude, bro, they're, they got the gauntlet. So, I mean – what would you say is a, would be a successful season for Dion? Because obviously they went one and eleven last year, so it's like if you win two games, you, you improved. <laughs> I think successful season like six wins. Yeah, six wins. I have them probably winning over like four or five. Over over. I would I wasn't say over like seven. Eight. Yeah, I yeah I could see them winning like a bowl game is like I feel like a bowl really game good. is like low key overachieving because like yeah. the, the way this schedule is lined up, six might be overachieving. Yeah, I I mean. If they win four or five, if they go like five and seven, it's like okay, like he but had also, a tough schedule. It also kind of depends. Lawsuit. Like it could be like Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, went what five and whatever, six but like and seven, yeah, six and seven, whatever. <laughs> but like the games were close. A lot of yeah, games were yeah. close, except for the Texas one. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's besides Texas the point. Texas and TCU. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of games are close. Like if the games are close, I feel like it. It just sucks. That it's different. Yeah. Um, but that's just part of football. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see. It, it, it's close <laughs> if it. it, it it's different if it's close because this is his first time. This is his first year in a fr- literally a fresh team. Fresh team, so real, think, like big boy conference. Yeah, like. I, I, I think if, if a lot of games are close, it's going to be scary for everybody next year. Yeah, because, I mean, he's got Shadur for a couple years. He's got Travis Hunter for at least two more years. Like, I mean. He's rec- if he decides to stay another yeah, year. He's recruiting very well. Like the roster, like there's guys wanting to. He's over here in battles with. Like for every five star, for the most part, is gonna get a shot, or yep. like he's gonna get a shot with every five star because of who he is. Yep. Doesn't matter what, what state you're from. Like, is Deion Sanders? You, you're taking that visit. You're gonna at least entertain it, you know. Yep. And then once once you meet him, you're like, damn, this is really Deion. Especially if they're like <laughs> successful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but moving into the Washington schools, Washington State, uh, Cam Ward. I talked about him last year a little bit. He was a transfer from, I think, like Incarnate Word the season before when they won the uh, South. What's that conference called? Southland? Southland Conference? The one that... Incarnate Word? Yeah. Southland Like San Antonio Incarnate Word? Yes. It was like the Southland Conference. Like the one that had like Sam Houston and all of them back in the day. Uh, It's probably something like that. But yeah, they won the Southland Conference, went deep in the playoffs. He ends up transferring to uh, Washington State, and he balls out there. I mean, he's a a very good QB. I really like his game. I just think, obviously, the Pac-12 is just a victim of just beating each other, which we'll kind of get into. But, I mean, his stats, let's see. Cameron Ward, not the hockey player. They are in Southland. Yep. Yeah, so last year, Cameron Ward, his stats, a quick rundown of his stats. He had 3,231 yards. He threw for 23 touchdowns, and he had nine picks. So pretty solid year for him, especially moving up into the power five. Um, obviously, he looks like he, you know, performed well on the ground, trying to really see his stats. I don't really think his rushing stats are too crazy. Yeah, I only ran for like 107 on the ground, but he had five rushing touchdowns. So 
almost 30 total touchdowns first year in the power five like he's a solid qb i mean that's what i said like top to bottom this conference is pretty deep um not really too sure about how washington state's gonna fare as a team but i feel like with this guy um they're gonna have a chance no matter what like who they play so and then going into washington uh, i actually went to the alamo bowl last year uh and carlos i'm pretty sure he watched it they played texas um but michael Penix jr uh, very, very good QB. He was very good at Indiana, and then he ended up getting hurt his next year at Indiana. Transfers to Washington and balls out. I mean, he led the NCAA in passing yards. Uh, dude dude has a elite arm. Washington has elite receivers. And a team like Washington, man, they're always going to just be ready to play. I mean, watching that bowl game, I was just like, damn, bro. Like, it was cool because I've always kind of been a fan of Washington from afar of, like, just how they play deep defense, specifically, like, their defensive backs. And – now that they have an potent offense like that, it's kind of like the year they went to the playoffs with John Ross and all them because they had both. They had, like, the elite offense, the elite defense. So it's like – Yeah. I mean, he should be good. He's another – as you like to hate him, I mean, he's another uh, uh, Stetson Bennett. Been in the – Okay, relax. He's been – I'm saying he's been in yeah, he's been yeah, in he, college football for, he, what, he hasn't, six years, something yeah. like that? Yeah. He's been in there a minute. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. This will be his sixth. Yeah, but he got hurt, though. Yeah, so. I know. Medical. But I'm saying, like, this, yeah. this will be his sixth. Yeah. I mean, last year, 4,600 4, yards is nuts. Nuts. 39 only eight picks. Eight picks. And he's, nice. bro, and I was watching that game when he played Oregon, and they were just, bro, <laughs> he was throwing that, he was throwing that shit for real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, posts, like, threading it in between the lines. and You're looking like me. <laughs> I think he's a lefty, too. Uh, he is. Yeah, so, he's solid, man. Like, I really think he's a... Great quarterback. He, uh, Washington's going to be in the mix for the Pac-12 title and maybe the college football playoff, just depending on how chip things fall. But we'll see. I mean, any team that compete can compete for the conference can go to the playoff. Now it's more so the Pac-12. I think they're going to be a victim of cannibalism, which we'll talk about in a little. I think like they're just going to beat each other because it's just deep. Um, Oregon. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Uh, Carl seems to like Bo Nix, but, I mean, I like him, too. He's a dog. I mean, he likes to play. He was, uh, I remember when I was watching him play LSU that one year and he was at Auburn. He like turned around, like ran all the way back, and then like juked everyone and like threw a, threw a touchdown pass. And I was just like, this is why he's a five star. He's good. Mm-hmm. But then, good. you know how Auburn is? They just, Auburn is a high pressure school. Like Auburn's expectations are, to be honest, a little like ridiculous because they're not like, they're good, but they're not like LSU or Bama, but like that's where they want to be. So, when he wasn't performing and doing well, they kind of like ran him out of town. He ends up going to Oregon, and uh, he gets paired up with Dan Lanning, and he has a monster year, like almost a Heisman year. I'm pretty sure when I was doing Ballers of the Week, I had him in there like almost every week because he was just putting up crazy numbers every week. So, Bo Nix, I mean. He didn't do as good as uh, Penix. Penix. Yeah, but yeah, I think he had a lot of rushing touchdowns. I think he had like over t- over 10. Yeah, yeah. He almost. I think it was like almost 30 and 10 or something like yeah. that. So, uh, 40, probably around 40 total touchdowns on the year. Um, explosive. And this is going to be, you know, he's been in college forever, too. It's like his fifth year. I well. think it just sucked because it's like people, I don't know if, I think he got kind of got overlooked last year just because of that first game versus Georgia. Yeah, they was not bro, close. Was me, it like me and you were so excited. We were like forty nine to three or something. Bro, they like got, that. And it was at Oregon, wasn't it? No, no, they played neutral side. Oh, they played neutral, in at Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, neutral. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> like la, like last year's uh, 
LSU a Florida State game. Yeah, neutral. neutral. <laughs> you know. But yeah, no, because well, he lost like fifty to three or yeah, three they got they got just smacked or something like that. Yeah, they got smacked, and I was like, whoa. But then they bounced back. They bounced I mean, back they just, just went crazy. They went crazy. I mean, they started beating everyone they played. Like they lost to Washington, but I think they beat everyone they played. So he's not good. I don't think he's good. There's no reason like you're a five star and you go to Clemson. And then you get ran out by a freshman, a true freshman. Yeah, he's a five star though, Cade. For sure, but you're a five star. Wasn't he like the number one? He's the number one pocket. I think he's number overall QB. He was the number one overall QB. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but DJ, it's. I think it was just more so of like a confidence thing. For cause, sure. Because like we saw that year, the COVID year, when Trevor Lawrence got COVID and they played Notre Dame, and he threw for like 400 yards. And that was his first start, and I was like. Yeah, because uh, like, right, like, yeah, 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 it was yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah, and I was like, first start, like, and they won, right? They lost. They lost. Yeah, because they beat Notre Dame. Because this is what happened: they lost, and then they beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. That's but, what it was. But then both teams went to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't. A trivia question too. You can be like, what? What two ACC teams was the playoff? I uh, <laughs> I don't like them. I'm not a fan yeah. of them. Um, you can't be that good. And have really a full year under your belt, and just do that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. He just doesn't look comfortable back there. Yeah, I just think his mechanic. This is not even his mechanics. I just think like, do you think he's going to an easier conference? Oh, low key. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Pac-12. I think it's is going harder, deeper. Conference. But I think his team. I'm not saying. I'm not saying Oregon State is better than Clemson at all. But I think, like. I don't know. I just think the pressure at playing at like Oregon State, where it's like you're not as big as yeah, Clemson. exactly. You have you don't have the national spotlight as much. You play on the West Coast. You might not even have every game televised. Like I remember last year, Oregon State almost beat USC, and I'm over here losing my mind. So I'm like, bro, I'm trying to watch this. And I mean, he like, is you know home. I mean? Yeah, he's on the West Coast. Like it's more familiar. Oregon State. Well, he's from California, right? Yeah, very John Bosco. John Bo- St. John Bosco. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, they have a very very like good team like Oregon State great defense like they had one of the best defenses last year and their running backs are really good like they the, they had a running back last year as a freshman I think he was like I just think he hurts him I don't think he's good I really don't yeah I'm hope I'm hoping for his sake that he has a resurgence this year and can ball out because for Oregon State I'm looking at it it's like you pick him up you he, already have the piece it's like you get this guy and if he plays his potential you can compete for the conference who was the quarterback that um went to Lake Travis and went to Texas I can't remember his name. Hudson? No, 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 no. Uh, played in the uh, the 09 Natty. What was his name? Oh, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert, yes. He reminds me of Garrett Gilbert. Okay. It's like you're a five-star, mm-hmm. highly touted. Mm-hmm. You have you go into the Natty game. You play well. And you play well. Yeah. You go into the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game and play well. Yeah. But when it comes to your time, yeah. where the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah, he just got pretty Because you have so much like hype built off those uh-huh. two games, like him for the Notre Dame game and us for the – for the Natty game, it's like, oh, he's gonna be nice next year. That, oh, that was part of the reason why South Carolina beat Clemson last year because he just they could not do anything on offense. No, they they struggled a lot. He got pulled. What uh, game did he get Syracuse pulled? Game? Syracuse game and yeah. Kate had to come in and they, yeah. they, they I think they, they ended back. up winning. Yeah, yeah, they struggled a lot last a year. Lot. And their see. defense was really good. They were losing games they shouldn't have lost. And like he had like it's like like you said, it's Clemson. Like you have athletes around you. It's not like your team's bad. So. I mean, they're for a while known as wide receiver U as wide well. Wide receiver U. I mean, they had Will Shipley last year, who's a five-star running back. Like, there's no reason for him to have, you know, done as bad as he has. And it was definitely, like, 
time. I don't know if it was like the OC too, because I mean, Dabo did hire Lincoln Riley's uh, little brother, Garrett mm-hmm. Riley from TCU. Mm-hmm. So we'll see like if Garrett Riley and Clay Clubney, like watching them go crazy in nuclear because like the OC QB relationship's good. But like I said, I don't know. I think, I think DJ, it's definitely like this, like he has to ball, like just straight up. Like he can't even play like, okay. Like he has to ball in my opinion to even like, get back on the draft boards, like in the QB, like drafting conversation for next year. Cause I this class, get, uh, it is deep, but I think deep, he'll get bro. drafted, but not like what he's, he was supposed yeah, I mean, to, he, he might, he's going to get drafted he's like late, six, seven, six, seven right? yeah. cause like this is class, this QB class is deep. I mean, right now projected QBs to come out as Caleb, uh, uh Drake may Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler Quinn, if Quinn he does well, out. I mean like Michael Penix, Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. Jaden Daniel, like the, yep. like they all these people can come out, you yep. know. So it's like you have to play well. Bo Nix, like yeah, like you know, all, you have to play well, like straight up. So who's the quarterback at Notre Dame? Uh, oh, Sam Hartman. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can exactly. Come out too. D- deep class. So it's like you look at all these QBs you're naming them right now. You're like you you put them you put them right next to each other. Like who you taking? You're not taking DJ right now, just from what you've seen. Mm-hmm. These other guys are better. They have more upside, so I really hope Sam Hartman does good. I do too. He I has, mean, he's never way better team. What he has a Wake way Forest? better team. He was balling at Wake Forest. Shout mm-hmm. out to QB one. Yeah, he was on QB one. He was on North Carolina, right? Yeah, the South Carolina one. They're playing. Well, like, he's some. He's from South Carolina. They're playing on like those bad fields and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had no lights for their no practices. lights and shit. Yeah, yeah that, it's fire. <laughs> it's fire to see him to see him like balling out and still calling. Come out. Nah, bro, they canceled it. You know that they can't ever let us have these shows, man. QB one was fire. Oh. Now people don't want to be on the quarterback show. I'm like, come on. I think man. they're gonna cancel that too, bro. And it was fire. Like y'all watch the first I episode. Mean, and I like, don't blame them. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I don't blame people not want to be on it anyway. So national publicity. UCLA. This is one of my favorite picks. I got Dante Moore on here. I really like him as a freshman QB. I mean, I just think one Chip Kelly never. Yeah, gets I was five say stars. he 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 fit he fit well on Chip Kelly. Yeah. They, and they never get Offense. five stars ever. Like Chip Kelly's never been known to get the five stars. He's just been known to just coach really well and get the best of his guys. But Dante Moore, I mean, he's originally committed to Mich- or Oregon, and Chip was able to flip him like right around signing day, like the week before. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember, I remember that, I and it was like a big like, deal. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, he got Dante Moore. So with a kid like this coming in, I think he was like the number three or number four Q- QB. I, I think he was like four, and Jackson was like five because it was a deep. He was QB number four call. national, number yeah. three. Um, in the quarterback, yeah, because it was a deep, it was a deep quarterback class. Like one of the this quarterback class, like if everyone plays to their projections, that draft's gonna be nuts. Like, yeah. but uh, Dante Moore, I mean, he, I think he's gonna be a baller. Um, I re- and obviously he's with Chip Kelly. Like you know, he's gonna get the right offense, the right plays called for him. I mean, look what Chip Kelly turned uh, DTR in by like the, the second year mm-hmm. he was in his system. Dante Moore's a lot younger. The only problem is he's gonna get thrown to the fire early uh-huh. in a deep conference if he does start. Well in his com- in his, but in his offense. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I have him as I made a I made a a post yesterday on uh, our OP Sports. Go follow that on IG. But I posted uh, ten freshmen uh, in their pictures, and I picked 10, 10 freshmen that I think will be impact players for uh, their teams in twenty twenty three. And I have him on there. I think um, he's gonna ball out. So, and obviously Caleb Williams at USC. There's really not much to be said about him. Uh, He's a dog. What's known doesn't have to be said. <laughs> He's a dog. Simple as that. I wish he was still, you know, playing for the good guys. But, I mean, he's a dog, man. Like, 
he, he, he's one of those players. It's like, you can't, you love him or hate him, but like, you can't deny that he, he's immensely talented. I think he's more loved than hated. I think he's only, I don't even think he's not even hated by OU fans. No, I don't think so either. It's he's only, his fault. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame no, him. He's not, even hated, he's not even hated by OU fans. This is, I just think people like hate, like he like paints his nails and stuff. I'm like, bro, like when you're doing what he's doing, you can kind of do whatever. Like if, until he stops. And like the only reason he literally has been stopped is because of Alex Grinch hindering his team. And then, like, he got hurt against Utah. Like, he pulled his hamstring, and then they started losing mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 championship. So, Caleb Williams, dog, not too much to be said. I think picking a winner, worst team is a prize team in this conference. The winner, I think, will be USC. They just have too much talent. And I think Alex Grinch does enough to get that defense. But the only problem is I just think – the Utah, they might have that mental block with Utah, and Utah knows they can beat them. They beat them twice, like last year. So, I feel like just depend. And then USC schedule is a little tough. I think they got Oregon this year too. So, um, it's not like they got an easy schedule, but I think yeah. I think I think they I think I have the go. same winner USC. Yeah. Um, when you have Caleb back there, you're going to compete. I mean, that's just it. And he's going to keep you in the ball game. Mm. He doesn't turn the ball over very much, and I hope it continues that way. I'm, I like Caleb a lot. As much as I hate to say it, he went to Oklahoma, but I like Caleb a lot. Yeah, he's he's a gamer. You can't deny all he it. does. Just, all all he wants to do is win. Doesn't turn the ball over. He protects the ball a lot, and he also with him protecting the ball a lot, throws a lot of touchdowns. He's gonna keep you in the game. He's gonna give you a chance to go win it. Defense has always sucked, but mm-hmm. we know why. We know why. Um, I, I think they're gonna win. Worst team. Um. It's kind of hard. Uh, not on, they were not on this list because they probably didn't have a QB because this isn't even every team in the conference. Who do you think is gonna be the worst team? Uh, I'm gonna say it's gotta be like oof Stanford. Stan- or I was Cal. gonna say it's gonna be like Stanford or or Cal. Cal, yeah, yeah. I one of Stanford, those two. Though. I think Stanford. I do think Stanford. I think yeah. I just that talk about a team that just fell off the face of the earth. Like they used to be really good. Like. You 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 did not ever disrespect Stanford. They were just the physical. Even after Harbaugh left, like with David Shaw, like they had Bryce Love and Christian McCaffrey, and you know they they Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, like they just kind of fell off a cliff. I think I'm pretty sure David Shaw like retired too, or like resigned or something. So like, yeah, it's probably gonna be Stanford for sure. Uh, surprise team. I'm going to go with for me that. Oh, go ahead. Go. Yeah, go ahead. I, I I'm going to go with. Um, Arizona, I think Jaden Delora will surprise people, and I think they will be a feisty little team. That's what I got. It's hard to pick for me. It's hard to pick a surprise team because like every team is like good, but they just play each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, then that's the cannibalism. Like this, this is gonna be the conference. You're gonna be like, damn, you got four teams that are six and two. You're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was like that last year. Yeah, I know. That's what uh, – I'm going to go Arizona State. They okay. ended off good. Yeah. Um, They got – like you said, they got Oregon's offense coordinator, which mm-hmm. showed that he knows what he's doing offensively. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lot different coming from offense to head yeah. coach, but yeah. that's what you work for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go Arizona State. Like mm-hmm. I said, they got something to prove, especially last year with all that fiasco with Herman yeah. Edwards and all that. They got something to prove. Um, I'm going to go Arizona State. Okay. Um, and do you think a team's gonna make a playoff out of this conference? 
No. As much as as much as I want USC to make it, no. Yeah. I think um even if they have one loss, I don't think that one loss is gonna be good enough to get in. Yeah, it depends on who it's to. If it's like to Oregon, it's man, gotta be you, to like Oregon or Utah. Utah or even Oregon yeah. State. It's gotta be to a team that like is at the top of the conference. They can't yeah. just like lose to like, like that. Washington. Can, watch them lose to like Colorado, bro. I'm not saying like they could be the surprise team. Yeah, they could. They <laughs> could. They could. I just don't know. But I think know. it's going to be. I, I, yeah. They have too many question, question Way marks. Way too many question marks. They're going to be a surprise if they're the bad. Down. They're going to be a surprise if they're fucking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they just have to lose to somebody good. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. And it has to be like Oregon or Washington, I feel like. Yeah. But they they have to lose early is the thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if anybody makes, it's going to be USC. Yeah, I agree. I don't think anybody. I don't. I don't think a team for them is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I think USC. They have to just be perfect. Um, there's. I think there's to be other teams that are going to like push them out of that four spot coming from the conferences they're coming out of, and then even teams like Texas, like playing Bama in the non-conference helps Texas a lot. Win or lose, um, obviously if they lose. It just kind of makes their path way difficult but if they mm-hmm. win the game then they can slip up in the big 12 to someone because mm-hmm. um, they still got to play OU they still got to play like Tech and other people so yeah I don't know I just think I think since it's a 14 playoff like and the Pac-12 kind of has a stigma anyways like they kind of look at the conference and they're like uh yeah like yeah they it's, do, it's, yeah. Bad. it's hard too because you got you still got Ohio State you still got Michigan so you got both those teams you still, you still got, got Georgia LSU Alabama Clemson, I'm gonna say Notre Clemson, Dame, Notre Florida Dame, State, North North Carolina, Florida State too. They're supposed to be good this year. LSU, Texas, Oklahoma. Like you got other teams that could be good this year yeah. and have a better resume. Yeah. But all right, well, that kind of leads us into the community question. We got two of them. We missed one from CJ uh, last week, but uh, he asked, "Who do we think the dark horse Natty contender will be?" And for me. Oh, this is so hard, bro. I honestly, I got mine. Oh shit! I'll I, let you go first. I don't want to say mine. it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> you guys, at Oklahoma, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, the way, the way, the Wait, way you want me to say Texas when, or when what? We're, when, we're, when we're picked to be down, y'all aren't picked to be down though. This, this, I'm not gonna say. Are much. you saying you're picking to be down because you're not one of the Big Twelve? Or you're picking to be down because you like y'all are picked to be good. Bo- both. We're not. We're, I don't think y'all are. I don't think y'all are picked to be bad. No, we're not. But I'm just saying, like, obviously I, on paper, we're just, yes. Yeah. Why would not pick us? Clearly, I, I just think I just I don't know. I, I just, don't think y'all are picked to be down though. This 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 team. I don't y'all wanna, are still gonna finish first and second. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just have a feeling with this team. It's just eerily similar to the 2000 season, like. They had Hypo the first in '99. They had brought him back 23 years ago. I'm just saying, like the the variables, new coach, like again, defensive minded new coach, like like made a bowl game the first year, and then they completely. I mean, you know, like, the next question mark in my opinion is going to be the quarterback, but the defense. I think it'll be no, good this I year. I think, but, but I think Gabriel's what makes and breaks your season, just like us. Definitely, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to say OU. I'm going to say. I'm gonna say, uh, damn, a team out of the SEC, and I'm gonna say, bro, I don't know. You're gonna go a team out of the SEC? Mm, yeah, none of these teams are really dark horses. I gotta think. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tennessee out of the SEC. 
I don't think they'll win the Natty, but their schedule is favorable. They got Georgia at home, and we saw what Bama did. They did to Bama last year. It's hard to play there. Georgia's losing Stetson Bennett. They might take a step back. I don't know how good Joe Milton's going to be, but they're saying he has more upside than Hinton Hooker. If Tennessee can kind of replicate what they did last year and get better, I got them because they just got to beat. They just have to beat Georgia, but they have them at home. So like that's like the. I think Mark. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I'm going to go Tennessee as my dark horse. Well, I'm picking a team out of the SEC as well. Okay. <laughs> I think think this is a year, man. I, I don't, we'll, we'll see. They got two hard away games, but they're two, right now there's still two question marks, and one of them is very, very early, which I think will benefit them, especially since they play us early as well. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Wow, really? I'm going to go with Ole Miss. They got Bama home early, which okay. I think is really good for them. But Bama is a question mark. Is their schedule year. pretty light? Um, their biggest, their biggest two games are on the road, but they're two question mark teams. It's Bama, Georgia, and they play at Georgia at Bama. Okay. They got LSU at home. They got Arkansas at home. They got Auburn. They're at Auburn, which they should be fine there. They got A&M at home. Yeah, they and they beat them last year on the road. And they beat them last year on the road. Yeah. Oh, that's tough, bro. I so, mean, them going to Georgia and Bama is kind of... But the, that's the thing. It, that's the, and they still play the two question marks. Yeah. Luckily, they played Bama early. You know how, the, how Lane Kiffin yeah, likes to get with that. Yeah, yeah, no, But they played sure. Bama early. Um, so even if they lose that game and Bama is good, I think that does help them. Like, yeah. it doesn't help them, but like... They have won't, to be, like, they have to be Georgia then. Yeah, it won't affect them like that. Yeah. Um, but like you said... They won't have Stetson Bennett. Mm. You don't know how it's going to be for for Georgia. You don't know how it's going to be at Georgia. But I think this is the year because they they they're a great team. They were yeah. nine ten wins last season. Yeah, uh, like they they can do it. Um, but I think this is the year. Okay, Ole Miss. Okay, wow, I did not expect that. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll just see. I mean. Ole Miss, they got the piece, they got the pieces. They obviously can, they for sure have the they pieces. can play with everyone. They have the coach too. That the George, that damn Georgia game, bro. I'm just I'm just thinking about that game. It, that it's late. Yeah, it is late. It's, so we'll just have to see November 11th. Yeah, because this is the schedule versus Mercer uh, at Tulane, which bro, will be a which bro, will be a game right there, which will be a scary game. But yeah. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, like, that, game, that game's gonna be good. That's I a think nice it's game. gonna be a good game. Yeah. Um, it's week two. Yeah, that's fire. Um, versus Georgia Tech. Which you think will be yeah. fine. I mean, they smacked him last year. At Alabama. Like, then they play versus LSU home. Versus Arkansas home. At Auburn. Versus Vanderbilt. I don't know how much this means, but it's their homecoming mm-hmm. game. Um, then versus A&M. At Georgia. At Louisiana Monroe. I mean, versus Louisiana Monroe. At Mississippi State. Okay. Okay. We'll just have to see. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. That's why it's called a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to jump into the NFL. Well, we got our other fan oh, question. Oh, yeah. We got our other community question. Steve Ruiz on YouTube, shout out to the YouTube community, said, how the Oregon versus Texas Tech game may have some major implications later down the line for the season. He pits show is a transfer from Oregon who is an 8-0 starter with the Texas Tech Red Raiders so far. Bo Nix needs to prove himself with a good road win, and each team has the capability of winning their conference. I really like this question because this is a very interesting game. It's super early in the year, and these this are is a very big game. Yeah, especially, very big. especially for like both teams. You got 
Tech, who loses his game, if they're projected to, you know, compete for the Big 12, that's still well in reach. But this could be the year where Tech can put it all together and, you know, push for a Big 12 title. And then maybe if they have that Oregon win and they win the Big 12, it's like, okay, will Tech make the playoff? You know, that's big. Oregon. I think it's I think it's more of a tougher game for I think it's more of a more important game for Oregon. And I'll say the reasoning why is because they got Tech and then their schedule is this like the Pac, the Pac-12. Like I think Tech has like a, a kind of easy schedule. You don't schedule. think it's an important game for Oregon after what the coach said? About the Pac-12. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Tech. Yeah, I mean, he, Joey McGuire is going to be Joey McGuire. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Oregon – I do think I it's, feel like it's important game for Tech that like just as important because it, it it like it kicks off your season and it just kind of like shows you what where, where they're gonna be where you're at where you're at and then what how if they're gonna compete. In the but I think throws. it's more of like a and they have a good team. They have a great quarterback. I think it's more so or like if Oregon loses, I think it's like damn like you have your Oregon, you have better talent still, and you're gonna be like you lose in Lubbock, which is not easy to play there, but it's like. You you got I feel like Oregon you look at it and like damn we lost to Tech we still had to go play Utah USC and like like the, the, the those teams the positives uh, to answer the question if it will have major implications later down the line it really just fares how the teams are gonna do that's what it comes down to um, I don't like in today's college football you ha- if you lose you have to lose early. It's okay to lose nowadays. Yeah, you can't lose. They don't. It, it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, it's okay to lose nowadays. You, but you have to lose early, and you have, and it's way better if you lose to a great team. Mm-hmm. So if they both lose, they're both in good enough conferences to where they play good enough people to help mm-hmm. their resume. You just got to kind of win out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now, I don't like, think I I don't think it'll have major implications if the teams play how they're supposed to. Like if if they go on and play what they're supposed to do. Definitely for whoever wins this game. It, you can breathe a little bit easy. I'm not saying like yeah. the cake, the rest of the schedule's cake, but it's like you know if you win this game, but if you like run the table, maybe slip up to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I still have that one loss, but I didn't lose to. They still get to play Oregon State. They get yeah. to still play um, USC, USC, Utah, Utah, like all these teams that are yeah. still good that are probably going to be ranked, and then they still get to play Texas, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. TCU, Baylor. So like they. I think I don't think it'll have major implications, in yeah. my opinion, just because the two conferences are fine. It it's on them. It's really on the teams. Mm-hmm. If Oregon, how they play out, and then how Tech plays out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of want to go to that game, but we'll see. Um, I guess talking about the NFL now, we got to talk about some of these running backs briefly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor requested a trade. Josh Jacobs has is not even at training camp, and Saquon signed it one year, even though he was holding out to hopefully play good on this one year and then cash out in the the next uh, free agency. Um, but there's a stigma on running backs in the NFL not being valuable anymore. Um, this this one analytic guy tweeted, uh, "You there? It's been proven that you can like, you know, play well with like." running like regular running backs kind of like just like undrafted free agents low draft picks but i like argue you can definitely tell how much a dominant running back helps i mean if you look at dallas when they first got dak and zeke and how elite zeke was at the time 
how much it helped Dak Prescott and not only the Dallas Cowboys. You know, every time you were giving him the ball with that offensive line, he was getting five yards every single carry. Like, that's a very valuable thing in the NFL. And now, yes, the running back position has evolved. So you got people like Bijan, Austin Eckler, Saquon, other backs catching the catching the ball a lot. But then you also have running backs like Derrick Henry, who are like the whole offense over there in Tennessee. So, I mean, for me, I do think you have to be smart as a business in the NFL and not overly pay these running backs because the contracts don't really hold the value long term. But I do think you got to pay certain guys depending on how your situation looks. Like if I'm the, if I'm the Raiders, I'm paying Josh Jacobs. You can cut it. Talk about your boy. If I'm the Raiders, I'm cut or I'm cutting. <laughs> if I'm the Raiders, I'm paying Josh Jacobs due to the fact that he led the NFL rushing yards. You just you trade Derek Carr to the Saints, and now your quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> like, I'm, like let's be honest. Like, we don't even know like Jimmy Garoppolo how how he's going to do. Obviously, when he plays, he wins somehow. But he was winning on the 49ers. We just saw that that looked like more of a case of the team than the quarterback. They just went to the NFC Championship with Brock Purdy. Who no sight on him, but I mean, me and Carlos were both surprised. We watched this man play in the Big Twelve for four years, and he was not doing that. Nope. So. We say that to say this. I really do think these these guys should get paid. Um, I do think it has to be like smart and strategic numbers. But also, you look at teams like the Chiefs and the Pats. I think they kind of killed the running back position in a way because I mean, the Chiefs pick up guys, have them for a couple years, release them, pick up another guy like Pacheco this past season in the sixth round. I think he had a thousand yards as a sixth rounder because of the system he's in. The Patriots aren't good now, but. In the past, they never when they had Tom, they never had like a. I don't. I don't think they ever had like an elite running back when he when Tom was there. Maybe besides his early years, but like as Tom was there, like when he was older, they they never spent high money on backs. So I mean, it is an interesting dilemma. I mean, it's it's interesting. For sure. The thing is, they're not a dime a dozen, but today's NFL is such a throwing NFL. Mm-hmm. It's not like how it was back in. 2009, 8, and all that, like, mm-hmm. was dominant running. I think that's why um, people aren't paying them like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like running backs get hurt the easiest out of everybody as well. Yeah. So people are kind of, I feel like owners are kind of timid to play, pay running backs mm-hmm. um, just because I feel, I feel like they get hurt. Because um, what? Jets running back got hurt. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall as just, a rookie, just yeah. not, not like specific last year, but just like in general. Brees Hall got hurt. McCaffrey um, got hurt. McCaffrey once. got hurt once. But he was Zeke's been hurt. Uh, Zeke. Um, uh, I mean, Saquon's been hurt. To look at Tony Dalvin Pollard Cook's been hurt. Balled out all year. Tony Pollard got his hurt. Leg in the playoff game or whatever. Yeah, like you know? he, running backs. Like I feel like they just get hurt. Yeah. Um, their workload, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just it, people be smacking in the NFL. Yeah, it's like. For sure, their workload because it's like a they run the ball, b some of them probably pass block. Um, see a lot of them like you when you're dominant backs like they're in their majority of the game. Mm-hmm. It's not like wide receiver where you only get hit when you're only getting the ball. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, um, yeah, that uh, that uh, should you pay them? I don't know. I mean, pay Josh Jacobs, yes, because that man, 
is a force to be reckoned with. Uh-huh. Um, but I, for, for um, what's his name? Colts. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't think your team's in a contention where you're going to compete. So I don't see why you wouldn't trade them. Yeah. I feel like the Raiders are kind of in a in a because you still have yes, you're getting Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's been in multiple playoffs. Like he's showing he's a can mm. compete. You have Devontae Adams still, and like you have your defense. So like you're in somewhat more of a contention than the Colts. But if you're the Colts, I don't know why you just don't trade them. They're division. Like, and you tough. and you've already said that they're not gonna give you an extension. Yeah. Their division is tough, bro. Damn. That's the thing, though. Like, I look at the AFC West. It's like, that's such a tough division. So, it's like, pay your pay your better players. Like, you have Devontae Adams. You have Max Crosby. Like, pay Josh Jacobs. At least you know, like, what you're getting out of him. Um, now, a team like the Colts, I mean, I look at it, too. It's like, I would pay Jonathan Taylor due to the fact that the division is kind of weak. Like, the Texans, young team. Uh, the Titans, we don't know. Like they're like kind of in rebuild mode. Like they really don't even know what their quarterback situation is oh, looking like. One is like the Falcons, the Jags, the Jags. Yeah, like the Jags are like the team. The team, like that's the team. If I were to pick who's going to win the AFC South, I'm picking the Jags because they went to playoffs last year, almost came back on the Chiefs, and they have good upside right now with T Law. I mean, I, it's I don't like, know. Even I just then, don't see like, a reason to keep compete. them. Yeah, it's like if you you try you can trade them now, and maybe get pieces, but like Jonathan Taylor is. When the Colts had no QB, he was like, I just look at it. They still might not have a QB. Yeah, that's fair. But it's like when they didn't have like a first round QB, because I mean, since Andrew Luck retired, they've been, they, (laughs) bro, they've literally been the retirement home. They got Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers there for almost like they're just, who's, who's going to be there? Who's going to go there next? You know, it's like the uh, Kirk Cousins going to be a Colt at some point, you know? So, I don't know. I just feel. I just. I, feel I think for, they should trade him. I feel for Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think he should I get feel traded. For him. If I'm him, I'm trying to get to a contender though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but even I mean, if it's like because it's like he's still on a rookie deal, so like go to a contender, play your season out. And I then, see why they're not paying him, but also since you're not going to pay him and you're not going to and you know you're not going to pay him, trade uh, him. Well, he also has a ton of mileage on him because he played at Wisconsin. What is the NFI? The NFI, I'm not even too sure about that. Did NFI. you see that? Uh-uh. They said if something doesn't happen, they're going to put him on oh, the NFI. Oh, I think they're going to put him on the... Um, I think that's what it's called. It's uh, They're going to put him on the... Uh, it's like the uh, injured list, I think. But it's called NFI, right? Yeah. It says NFI. Non-football injury list or illness list. That would effectively bar him from participating in games for the foreseeable future and can yeah. impact... And that's so lame, bro. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I get trying to do a business owner, but I don't understand, like, what's the point of, like, doing bad business? Because I look at it as, like... No one's going to want to play for you. Exactly. Like, when you're trying to acquire free agents and even draft picks, like, there's going to be this thought in my head, like, man, even if I ball out here, I'm not going to get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes, you could ball it at another position that's more valuable, like offensive lineman, the end, receiver, or, like, corner, but at the, or quarterback. But at the same time, it's like, even then, it's like... Players around the league see that, and even players on the team, I guarantee you all his teammates are like, we want Jonathan here. Like, he's a top back in the league. Like, he's came in the league, and he's been, like, dynamic Mm -hmm. and changing the game, and he's also played with 
Nobody. Not, like nobody. <laughs> like so, nobody. I mean, I just look at it as like, why not? Why would you want to get rid of your 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 best player on on the team, arguably, and not pit you know, like their best player yeah, like Anthony Richardson. Like what you should want to pit a good running back with him. There might be games where Anthony's struggling, and it's like, hey, like because you you don't you can, know about him. Yet you either. can hand the ball off at least. You know, it's like. And that's the thing. I think people got to realize you can't just replace these guys. Like, guys like that, you can't replace. Like, somebody – like, I'm trying to think of a team that has, like, just an average running back. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of teams are good back. Like, I guess, like, the the Redskins. Like, what Pittsburgh have? Najee Harris. That's right. Yeah. It's like the he's good. Browns have? The Browns. Nick Chubb. That's right. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of teams. The Ravens. The Ravens, they, they don't have a back. I mean, they have a, what's his name? Like, J.K. Dobbins. He's he's not bad, They're but, like, back. he's, like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they it's could, like, imagine if they trade him to the Ravens, bro. Oh, bro. my God. Dirt, bro, I'd be playing. <laughs> I'd be running zone read with him on Madden. No injuries. I'd be cheesing. <laughs> cheesing. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to lead us into our uh, last Someone segment. who is getting paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, Justin Herbert just got the bag. Uh do you, you think it's deserved? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, even he, they can't win a playoff game. Yes, like I think it's deserved. Like he, you got to realize when you have these QBs, you have to pay them because if you don't pay them, then like I would, I look at it like this: I'd rather secure my quarterback than just be like, "Damn, we didn't pay him. We're gonna just take a risk on some, drafting someone." Like at least you know Herbert is good. Now him winning the playoff game that could be more due to the, like the team and like what they've been doing. Cause the chargers do get hit with the injury bug every single year. <laughs> um, but if they stay healthy, like they have one of the best rosters in the NFL on paper. So it's like, ideally you got to just pay these guys. Like you just got to, and you got to pay them early. Like I think Joe Burrow should have got paid as well this off season, but it looks like they're waiting to pay him next year. Cause all these QBs keep resetting the market, but Yep. Long term, I mean, we looked at Mahomes' contract. We were like, "Damn, that's a lot of money." But now he's like the eighth or ninth paid, highest paid QB in the NFL. So it's like, yeah, well, it, well, pay him early. I think. Are you talking about season wise or like just contract over? I think life? season. I know Mahomes is getting like forty three a year. Because we the season's kind of hard though, because they structured that deal very well to play in favor of same, them. Same thing with Jalen. Like the way they like he got paid a lot of money up front, but like his his contract is super team friendly. Yeah. So it's just like I feel like it just kind of depends on what you do because I mean people always talk about it like oh if you don't pay when you pay your quarterback you can't like retain players what I think is, sorry go ahead I think well I think teams have found loopholes on that like I think it's like you pay these guys early but you just give them a ton of at the beginning of the signing bonus and then you kind of like backload the 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 contract with like a lower base salary but then maybe you tie in a bunch of like incentives so like throw for 4,000 yards, get, like, an extra couple mil, throw for 5,000 yards, get, like, 10, 5 mil or something like that, win a Super Bowl. Like, I'm pretty sure they tie stuff in these contracts so like, where it's, like, less risky on the team. Obviously, if your team's winning Super Bowls, you want that to happen, but, like, then they maybe get paid with, like, bonuses more or something like that. I feel like there's all kind of ways to kind of get around it. But, yeah, Herbert got paid. I think it's well-deserved, and I think next QBs to get paid are going to be – uh. Joe Burrow, and I'm trying to think. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, depending on how he does this year. I think if he balls out again, I think they might pay him early too. But, uh, yeah, those two. Maybe even Justin Fields, like, if he balls out too. Um, those are, like, the next. Pretty high on the yeah, those are, like, the next two, two QBs top 100. Um, that will probably get something. 
then deserve something. So that are already in contracts, but I was going to ask you, I can't find it, but I saw somewhere something that the Cowboys have to spend $74 million or something's going to happen. Like it's probably some tax thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just know y'all just paid Trayvon Diggs too. You got like million. Yeah, but he's old. I can see why. Still got paid a man. And y'all got to pay y'all. The, I feel like I feel like that the reason why they're doing doing that is so they just pay Trayvon Diggs and they got to pay CD and uh, Parsons coming up here soon. So they got to kind of like piece of the offense you're missing. Yeah, but you also got to kind of like invest in like the young talent too, while you have them, especially like. Because mm, you don't have you don't have Zeke's contract anymore. I mean, Zach Martin's good. He's old, bro. Like, yeah, but <laughs> he's good. Yeah, I know. He's really good. But Micah Parsons, he hasn't is, missed the game, right? No, I don't think so. But it's like Micah. You have to pay Micah if you're if you're not going to pay anyone. It would be CD. But like, you have to pay Micah because it's like you have to have it. You have to have a rusher. Yeah. Like you have to. In the well, NFL. it's Micah. That and you just have to have one of those. Yeah. Like if you don't, I mean, we see it all the time when teams can't get pressure on QBs. Like. All these TVs in the NFL are just capable of just tearing you up if they're just chilling back there. So, all right. Well, we're going to jump into our top 10 list. We're going to talk about our top 10 QBs real quick and kind of dive into those. Or not QBs. Receivers. Sorry, QBs was last week. Um, I guess I'll start it off since Carl started off last week. My number 10 receiver, I have uh, Terry McLaurin as my number 10. Mm. I like Scary Terry. Love his routes. Uh, very, very good receiver. I mean, he's played in Washington with not the best QB play, and he puts up great numbers. Um, he's very consistent. I'm curious to see what he will do with Sam Howell this year, but uh, I like Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's a he's a solid number 10, I think. Yeah, I yeah. don't have him in my top 10, but he's a very he, – he has an argument to be up there Yeah, just because he's gone through QB and he's just mm-hmm. still balling. Yeah. Um, my number 10, I have St. Brown. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. He was yes, balling sir. on my fantasy. Ball- yeah, he was balling he, last year. Yeah. Went crazy last year for the Lions. Um, I mean, he has Matthew Stafford, so he does have a good like quarterback thrown to him. But I mean, he's if you watch him, he's just good. He just makes the plays. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's it. He just make he literally just makes the plays. He's someone that you can go out there and when you throw the ball to him, you can trust him. Yeah, I love him. He's solid choice. Like went to USC. Yep. So. Solid guy, solid guy. Um, I, number eight for me, or not eight, sorry. Number nine for me, I have uh, Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very explosive receiver. Obviously, we saw what he did at Bama, but him with Tua now, um, his old QB from college, I mean, he was going crazy last yeah. year. So, I wonder if we're going to have this flipped. Okay. My number eight is going to be Cooper Cup. Okay. Cooper Cup is my number eight. Um, I mean, and again, a guy who's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. He's not the most fancy. He's not the most explosive, mm-hmm. but he's gonna he's gonna get the job done. Yeah, it's another one you can trust. Um, you throw the ball to him; he's more than likely gonna catch it. And the season he had, I mean, like even with him being triple hurt, crown, triple crown. Can, like yeah, if, yeah. until any of these other guys do that, like he still has an argument to be in the top five just off of that. I met Jared. Well, I don't know why I said Matthew Stafford. I met Jared uh, Goff. With who? Brown. I mean, oh nice. yeah, yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. They trade, yeah, you they trade, trade for yeah. each other. Uh, but yeah, he has Matthew Stafford thrown to him. Yeah. Um, you can't complain about that. Yeah. No, um, I mean he. So he's my number. okay. At my number, uh, at my number eight, I have a Cooper Cup. Like you yeah. said, got it flipped. Uh, I hate that he's. I don't hate that he's good now because I've all. He's always been good to me, and I've always liked him. But it's just annoying because I used to always get him like. Mid rounds in fantasy because I was like, oh, he's solid, good, good, like good in McVeigh's system. 
catches a lot of passes in the slot. But him after after him having that crazy year, and I actually drafted him that year, so my team was fire. But now it's just like, bruh. Like everyone, he got hurt last year, so maybe he'll slide down in the draft board. But it's like everyone's like grabbing him now because they just saw what he did. Um, but I was like Cooper Cup; he's a dog. Um, yeah, so that's he's my uh, number eight. My number eight, Jalen Waddle. Okay. Yeah, I got him at number eight. Um, I think he's gonna be a good. Uh, I think he'll jump into the number two role this year. Obviously, number one is gonna be Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But I think Tyreek's gonna open up a lot for him just because Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. And then, like you said, he's with his quarterback from college. They already have that connection, mm-hmm. and he did great last year. Like, I think he's only going to get better, mm-hmm. and they're only going to keep continuing to get better together, um, him and him and Tua. Mm-hmm. Uh, but number number um, eight, I have Jalen Waddle. Okay, at my number seven spot, I have uh, that boy Sidarian Lamb. Uh, I love how he's been, you know, just balling in the NFL. Um, he does drop the ball sometimes, but. He makes plays. I mean, he like that catch he had in against the 49ers, like y'all's st- offense was kind of stalling. He makes a big, big catch in that game. Uh, he had a get, big touchdown against the Patriots last season um, to win that game. So CD is just, you know, he's just a football player. He can block. Uh, you get him the ball in his hands. He's not going to go down off the first guy trying to tackle him. Uh, he makes people miss. And uh, He's solid. He gets the job done. Um, he's a good playmaker. So I got him at a uh, number seven. Number seven also has CD Lamb. Okay. Um, like yeah. you said, great playmaker. You can't go wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the most exciting electric players to watch mm-hmm. when he has the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he could take it to the crib at any point. Mm-hmm. Downside, he does drop the ball. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about that is mm-hmm. it's stuff that's easy to fix because mm-hmm. I think it's just him just looking yeah, up too early trying to do just too trying much. to do too yeah. much before he has the ball yeah i think that's what it is mm-hmm. and you can kind of see it in his gameplay mm-hmm. i think it's a very easy fix um but yeah uh another one you can know he makes the craziest catches so you know yeah you, that's another when thing Dak like, throws it like you know you can trust you know he that he's, he's gonna compete yeah. to go catch it mm-hmm. i mean yeah it, he's cd lamb number seven okay at my number six spot i have aj brown uh Swole Batman, you know, A.J. Brown is he's cold, man. Like um, he had that game against Tennessee after they traded him where he had like four touchdowns. Um, dude, oh, dude, my list is kind of jacked. I'm forgetting people, bro. I mean, it's just hard. Oh, my God. DK, I have no DK Metcalf. On here, I don't have but, DK Metcalf either. But dang. OK, yeah. But yeah, A.J. Brown, like it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. There's so many good receivers. But A.J. Brown, like like I said, he's just very good, like very physical. I like what he can do. He can take the top off of defense, um, and he's just a solid receiver. Um, going six. My number six is mm-hmm. Jamar yeah, Chase. Okay. Um, good, young. Got Joe Burrow throwing to him. Um, uh, he's like a number one, but I, he's not like. Um, I want to say he's not like a reliable number one, but like mm-hmm. he's like a one B. He's like yeah. He's like like I think he's a he's no- not like a true number one. Yeah, I think like, he's I can, a, yeah. Like he's gonna get open uh-huh. and he's gonna make plays, but like he's not like a true number one. But he's great. Yeah. Um. But you can't. The thing is, you can't always throw the ball to him. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's like he's like a true like outside receiver. Yeah. You know. I have him at number six. Okay. Um. At my number five spot, I have um, Stephon Diggs. 
Actually, oh, one, two. Yeah, it's five. Yeah. I have Jamar Chase. I'm a number five spot. Sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's like Carl said, he's very good. I think uh, him playing with T. Higgins helps him a lot mm-hmm. and uh, the other slide guy they have over there. But um, yeah, I just think Jamar Chase is a very like electric receiver. Um, I've seen him take slants to the crib. Um, solid receiver. Shout out to him. He trains the collective. So got to show him some love. But um, yeah, got him at number five. That's where I got yeah. him. Um, so yeah, my number five is Stephon Diggs. Okay. Um, you threw me off. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I do like, my yeah. Yeah, uh, my number five is Stephon Diggs. Uh-huh. Great receiver. Um, unfortunately, he is in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I do think he. Well, not that I do think. I know he wants to get out of there, mm. and then he probably wants to. He probably does want to come to Cowboys. I'll be honest mm. with you. So if we don't pay Zeke, it's, I mean, not Zeke. If we don't play CD, we might get Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, electric, good, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a guy that's, he's always been in the shadow. Because mm-hmm. um, I even felt like last year, he wasn't in a shadow, but it was kind of in a shadow because Gabe Davis just kind of popped off. He did. And Gabe Davis didn't even have the year he did, but it's just like he was like talked about because he's like the new guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Like that's Stephon Diggs quietly it. had fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, that's the thing <laughs> that sucks TV. about this phone. He was always yeah. an Adam Thielen shallow yeah. shadow, and then another thing that hurts him is him being on the Bills and them not winning and like can't beat. Yeah, the, can't beat, they can't beat the teams, um, the, the, the big teams, Cincinnati and the Chiefs. And the, yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, Stephon Diggs at my number uh, four. four spot. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I mean, I've been a fan of him since he was in Minnesota. And uh, it's cool to see him, like, have that one year a couple years ago where he led the NFL receiving yards. Like, that made me super happy just for being, like, an OG fan and then even seeing him just consistently put up those 1,300, 1,400 uh, double-digit TD seasons. Like, he's stacking seasons. And hopefully they can win a Super Bowl or at least play in one. Like, I just want to at least see him get there just because I just really like him. Um, but, yeah, I mean – my Jets gotta gotta handle that though. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I got Savon <laughs> Diggs at a number uh, four for me. My number four, my uh, my three and four people probably think I'm faded for having this person at four and for having the next person at three. Okay, but my number four is Tyreek Hill. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, um, I just the reason I have him so low uh-huh. is because I don't think he's like the most valuable person on that team. Really, I think you have um, Jalen Waddle. Then um, it, no, think. the other guy, Christian, Christian Watson, or uh, what's his name? Let me. Look, um, I have the. I can just pull up the, the Dolphins right now. Yeah, that's somebody else that was like, uh, what did fairly well last year. Um, Tyreek Hill is. Anyways, um, I have him at no, uh, number four, but I I, I don't know because even then, I mean he he. Left the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, it's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even say yes, it's the Chiefs because it's like he left the Chiefs, and they're like, oh, they're not going to be good, and then like mm-hmm. they turn around and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah, but he, I mean, I the Tyreek he's, Hill he's went crazy though. He went crazy. He's just he's he's fast. I just don't think he's he has seventeen hundred. God damn. He he's That's I don't know. I just feel like he's like not. That's fair. I just like he, I just think he's just such he's, a, a nightmare. Like, because he, I mean, that's the, thing, the biggest thing is because he's fast. Yeah. He just gets behind the defense. Yeah. After after that game, I saw him do when he's on the when he was on the Chiefs when uh 
they played the Bucks. We were all watching it here. We had like almost like 300 receiving yards. Yeah. After I saw that game, I was just like, yeah, bro, like he's just different. Like arguably if who we both know who's our number one, if he like hasn't been just stringing together these these crazy years past year, like I do think Tyreek Hill is probably like the best receiver in the NFL just because of like just because of how like he just breaks the defense. Like I feel like defensive coordinators literally have nightmares against him going against him. Cause it's like, he's just so fast, like ridiculous. Like I've never seen a player that much faster on a field in the, in like the NFL and the fact that he's at receiver and you can put him in the slot. I mean, you can give him the ball and like reverses. I just think he's super like valuable, but, um, okay. I mean, I, I understand it. I get it from your perspective at my, um, at my was that your number three? That was my number four. So your number okay. Three. So my number three, I have Devontae Adams. Uh, I used to not be a fan of Devontae Adams really. Uh, when he was on the Packers, just because he played with Aaron Rodgers, and like he's just kind of like one of those eh, like kind of boring players. Like you knew he was good, he was getting open and stuff. But just like I don't really see the hype. Like kind of like a I don't know. You know, I just like the flashy receivers. Like, I like people that like catch the ball, like able miss and like get a bunch of yards after catch or like just super explosive. But after watching the film more and then watching what he was doing against the Ra- or on the Raiders with uh, Derek Carr and that game specifically against the Chiefs, like Devontae Adams, like elite route runner, like he arguably runs the best routes in the NFL. He's just very smooth, big body, and he has great hands. And like, I just think the way he just, I just think he's pretty unguardable. Um, so I got him at three. My number three, like I said, people might think I'm faded, mm-hmm. but I think he's really good. He's unfortunately on a great team. I think that's like why not people overlook him, but don't have him that high. But um, AJ Brown. Mm, okay. He's, I mean, he's he massive. Cold. He's cold, but he's on the Eagles. Yeah. They have so many weapons that they can use. Yeah. So like, they're able to spread the ball around. Skinny Batman. Huh? I said skinny Batman. Skinny Batman. Devontae <laughs> Smith. Um, they're able to spread the ball around, and then like. That's like, but that's why they're so good is because they can spread the mm. ball around. But when he was with the Titans, like he just, he was tearing shit up. He's on the Eagles. Oh, he is? Yeah. There's another one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he'll be like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Get. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but still. <laughs> but like, there's just another guy. Yeah. But that, that, that's like, that thing that hurts him uh-huh. and like his, like, how he's looked within the league. Mm. Um, we know he's good, obviously. Mm. But him being on the Eagles, I think that like I think that like hurts him a little bit. Yeah. But if he was on any other team, yeah, yeah, okay, because like he's the number one, but like you don't have to go to him. Yeah. Like he's well, the number damn, one. Damn, he had he had a uh, fifteen hundred yards on eighty eight catches, so he was averaging like seventeen a catch, and he had eleven touchdowns. So imagine if he had like twenty more catches, he'd be like. And but that uh, that's the thing yeah. is like since he's not like, yes he is a true number one but like yeah. they spread the ball and around they also like they run don't have it a to. lot like yes. their, their offense is very like yes they like use it's very like team friendly for Jalen yes um, okay but I have him at my number three okay at my number two I have Tyreek Hill um, like I was saying earlier I just think he's a game breaker on on offense I think he's very hard to scheme for he's just super electric and fast and he's just dangerous like. You know, if Tyreek Hill's on the field, like, at any moment, he could just break the game open. So, I, I just think, like, that right there and, and, and the way he just, like, has defenses scheming him, I think I just think that just has him in that top two. Arguably, he could be number one as well, but I have a number two for me. My number two is Devontae Adams. Okay. 
Um, great receiver. I was the same way as you hated him. I was like, oh, he's only good because he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to he goes the to Raiders. the uh, Raiders and he just tears stuff up. Yeah, um, he can run any route in the route book. Mm-hmm. He has great hands. Mm-hmm. He has good football IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, he was on the Raiders. Yeah, that's what I. That's what sucked for him. Yep, the Raiders. And they had that. Man. I mean, when he was his, who was his coach's first year? For the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. Damn, he has eighty-seven touchdowns. He's cold, and I thought he was just like, oh, he has Aaron Rodgers. No, that man left, and he went crazy. Yeah, damn, this man. And then he wants to go back with Aaron Rodgers. He wants to get traded to the Jets. Come on, bring it all down. Cook, like you trying to win a Super Bowl? Come to New York. Like you see what we're doing over there. You got Zach Wilson throwing no look passes. Like he acting different. You know what I'm saying? All right. At my number one, everybody have, everybody's it's, number it's one. me and Carlos's. Everyone's number one right now. 99 overall Madden, LSU. You know, Carl's seen him, you know, tear up Texas firsthand. But sure did. Justin Jefferson, I mean, sure did. not too much needs to be said about him. This guy is different. Like, he's came to the NFL and just completely just tore, tore it up. Like, last year, 1,800 yards, eight touchdowns. Touchdowns are a little low, but he's just eating up yards. He's just... He's just killing teams. I mean, in his first couple seasons, let's look at the yards. I mean, fourteen hundred yards as a rookie, sixteen hundred as a as a his second year, and then his third year he had eighteen hundred yards. He almost has five thousand yards in three seasons, and he has twenty five touchdowns. Dude's on pace to have a historic Hall of Fame career. Like if he's doing this in three seasons, like he might have ten k by year seven. Like the way this is looking, so. I mean, there's really not much to be said about him. He, no. He's on pace to, to to just shatter all kind of records right What's now. known doesn't have to be said. Yeah. Uh, even, like, his rookie year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like I wasn't even surprised. Yeah, no. Then that catch he had last year against the Bills, bro. Like, none of everything. Well, let's like, take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's like none of it surprises me because that's mm-hmm. what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the – Weird throws that were added in, but like just mm-hmm. the slinger and like going crazy and making mm-hmm. crazy throws. What he's been doing, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't really surprise me when he made it to the league. I mean, he knew he was going to be just different, especially if you watched him at LSU. Like you just knew. <laughs> yeah, he's and the, and the fact that like, man, he's just like everything. He's just like everything you want. He's fast enough, great hands, great routes, great after the catch. Like he's like the complete like prototypical receiver right now in the NFL. I think he does everything great. Yep. So that's why we got him at number one. So number one. I mean yeah. 99 and Madden. Yeah. Great 99 Madden doing something, right? Facts. That's crazy. Facts. That boy always iced out. Facts. Fi- facts. Yeah, that girl. Yeah, <laughs> that we were watching TV. Yeah, that girl in his mouth. Yep. Kirk Cousins like, great job. He's up here like if you haven't watched QB, go check it yeah. out. Great show. It's on Netflix. Great show. But That'll do it for another episode of 53 Yards. We know it's a longer one, but we're trying to, you know, cover more stuff, especially uh, the more the season kind of ramps up. We kind of want to cover NFL and college. So um, especially if we're only doing it once a week. Like, I feel like with sports, you kind of got to give people more um, so they can hear about more. But uh, 
That'll do it for another episode of 54 Yards. Make sure you guys follow us on all platforms. This episode is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio, on YouTube at Opinionated Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Opinionated Sports and TikTok. Same same ads. Um, make sure you guys check over check out Three Man Weaves on uh, Park Car Talks if you want basketball content. Um, and if you guys like, you know, guest interviews and stuff like that, if you're coming over here for our sports stuff, go over to Opinionated Media. We'll be doing podcasts over there with, like, entrepreneurs, guests, creative people, um, hearing about their stories and conversations. So, uh, also, merch on the way. Stay tuned. So, if you guys are fans of clothes and stuff, want to support the boys, help us get, you know, better equipment, get us get into a studio, support the boys. So, we'll have some merch here soon. But... That'll do it from our boys over here at 54 Yards. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Hook them. Peace. Boomer.